It's been a while, but to pick it up on some of the halachic shilas, uh, we're going to go back to, I couldn't do misconceptions anymore. We're going to do shilas. Um, I'll, I'll go through a shila, and like last time, we'll save the questions to the end of each shila, and then, um, you know, hopefully if there's anything that I didn't clarify, I'm happy to address. Before we go through, I, I just jotted down some of the shilas I got recently on my phone, on, uh, you know, the notepad. But I'll start off with one misconception. Eh, it's a misconception. And that is, I was asked recently, is there a halachic problem with, um, you have a couple that's expecting, and they want to know, can they buy uh, baby stuff before they have a baby? Now, they were told that you're not allowed to, they, but there's like a sale now. And also, they're, like, they ha- they're going to come home from the hospital. They want to have something. Logistical Logistically, you got to have something. And you can't go shopping. So, like, yeah, 100%. So, so the truth is like this. To my knowledge, again, I, I looked into it. There's no makar that there's an issue. There's zero makar that it says. It doesn't say in Shulchan Aruch. There's no makar for that. Now, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no makar for any of this. There's no makar that there's a problem. Um, however, now th- this can be taken so far, but there's a teaching attributed to the Rajbah. Whether the Rajbah said it, it's unclear, but it's attributed to the Rajbah that, and this comes up all the time with these skulas type of shilas, that people just point to this Rajbah, that the Rajbah supposedly said that even if something doesn't have a makar, but if it's something that, uh, the way he describes it, uh, older women who are knitting, if they're makbid about it, meaning if it's something that's just become a part of Klal Yisrael, that people talk and people say it's a thing, you should be careful. Now, the reason why I say that that can be very misconstrued, because then there, but then there's, you know, the, the, the Balatanya that Semach Tzedek famously said, minig is the same letters as Gehenim, because if it has a source, it's a minig, and if it's not, it's, it's not good. So uh, how far it can be taken, I don't know. But I have seen that some Svarim attributed this concept of not buying things before the baby is born to this, that it's not a, there's no source, but it's something that Claudius is careful about because of Ayin Hara, that you don't, you don't count your eggs before they hatch. Okay, I'll tell you like this. Practically, first of all, if there's a big sale, eh, you should probably buy it before. But I'll tell you the Rebelski's approach. Okay, I'll just go with Rebelski's psak, and then we'll go to the... To the Shilohs I wanted to talk about. Rebelski was asked about this, and Rebelski said, it's brought down in the safe, they have a safe called Pisker Rebelski. Rebelski uh, addressed this, and he said, there's no Makar, but people are careful because of Ayin Hara. Now, does that make it an Ayin Hara if you're not careful? There's no source for it. But Rebelski said, if it's something that bothers you, meaning, if buying it makes you uncomfortable, and it makes you feel like you're doing something that will bring the evil eye upon yourself, then don't do it. If it's the type of thing that doesn't bother you, then you may do it. That's Rebelski's approach. Now, I'll just say this. That concept of Rebelski of like, if it bothers you, don't do it. And if it doesn't bother you, then you could do it. That like, it's like a B. Like if you don't, it's not exactly. But like, it, like that concept of like, well, okay, if it doesn't bother you, it's fine. And if it bothers you, don't do it. I will say this. There is a makar for that, that concept of treating something in halacha as completely subjective. It's just like, if it bothers you, then don't do it. If it doesn't bother you, then it's fine. And that is, I, I tell you, I was asked also yesterday, someone called me up, and they said, is it a thing that uh, you shouldn't date a girl that has the same name as your mother, or a girl shouldn't date a guy that has the same name as her father? So there's no makar in shas for such a thing, but what it does come from is, I've mentioned this in the past, this is called Savas Rav Yehuda HaChosid. Rav Yehuda HaChosid, in his last will and testament, wrote... 200, 173, they came out with more, they just found more in a manuscript. He found certain things that you should not do. Now, 
Most of them people have not heard of. Some of them you definitely have heard of, but arguably the most famous, I think, is not to get a haircut and not uh, on Rosh Chodesh. I think that's probably the most famous. But the second to most famous would be this. Do not marry a girl that has the same name as your mother, and a girl should not marry a man that has the same name as her father. And he says very, very harsh things for those that transgress this. Now, to be fair, the Shiloh was brought down in the Paiskim. They asked the Neidah Behuda. The Neidah Behuda was asked, is this something you have to be careful about? So the Neidah Behuda went through Shas, and he pointed out there are many areas of Shas that contradict the Tzavas Ravida Chas, that there are cases of Shas, first of all, of people marrying uh, people that have the same name, and also one of the Tzavas Ravida Chas is that two brothers shouldn't marry two sisters. The Gemara in Brachis says that there was a certain city of 400 Kehanim brothers that married 400 sisters, and the Gemara mentions a Shvach, another one, Ravida Chas, says you shouldn't marry your niece. An uncle shouldn't marry his niece, even though it's not only allowed in the Gemara, they described it as a positive thing. So the Naid Behuda felt very strongly that the Tzavas Ravid Chasid is not something that is meant for public consumption. It was meant for his family. A person is allowed to tell his kids to be makbid on something, and Rav Naid Behuda says, I'll prove it to you, because in the Tzava it says, don't name your child Yehuda or Shmuel, I think. Uh, Yehuda Shmuel. Now there's a lot of Yehudas and a lot of Shmuels. Why? Because his name was Rav Yehuda ben Shmuel. He was telling his kids, don't name after me. For whatever reason. There are other, other Paiskim, I think the Chida and other Paiskim said, no, you should be Machbed on Tzavah Sevi the Chassis. You have these two opposite extremes. Then you have the third view, which is the Chassam Seifer. The Chassam Seifer, which is quoted by Rav Moshe Feinstein. Rav also goes with this. And that is, when it comes to these Tzavahs, if it bothers you, don't do it. If it doesn't bother you, then, meaning, if it bothers you, then halachically you should avoid it. If it doesn't bother you, then it's fine. That's what Chassam Seifer says. Ramosha Paskin's that way, which is interesting. Ramosha obviously wasn't bothered because he had two son-in-laws named Moshe. So obviously it was not something that really bothered him, and he was Mekel with, uh, with Ramosha Tanler and Moshe Shiskel. So you, you have this concept of Rebelski. It does have some weight regarding that Shaila of, uh, of, of the Tzavas or Yidachasim. Okay, fine. So... Let's, uh, let's uh, just to touch on some of the Shilas that I wanted to touch on. The first one is like this. It's a bigger Shila. I'll try to do this as fast, not super fast, but I'll, let me just, I'll just try to break it down in my head the best that I can. This is why I couldn't do this last week. My brain was very mushy. Um, I think that's the technical term for it. Um, the Shila is like this. A lot of times, one of the Shilas that you get in Hilchah Shabbos a lot I just want to sort of explain where it comes from. And it's a huge Shiloh. I actually saw in the Svarim store, they have a whole book just on this Shiloh. And that is opening packages, opening soda cans, opening soda bottles. I'm just going to explain very, bam, 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 the best that I can very, very quickly. Yes. There's a whole book also on showering on Yom Tov. So there's books on stuff. There's a books on donuts and halacha. I'm not trying to take away. I'm just saying that you could write a whole safer on things. Um, I, I, by the way, my tone is, it, it sounded like I was making fun. I'm not. I actually have no problem with it. I know I, I sound like, it's just my natural tone is a little sarcastic, but I'm actually very cool with it. Um, so I'll tell you like this. Let's go with opening up just general cans, packages. You want to open up a tuna can. You want to open up sardine can. You want to open up packages. The major shila is when you open it up, you are now making a vessel. You have a tuna can. Let's just go, again, I'm going to go through cans, uh, bottles, uh, I'll, I'm going to do, I'll try to cover them as much again. Let's just go with the overall beginning of the shell. You have a package. You have a package that's sealed. When you open it, now the package is usable. You have a sardine can. Before it was sealed, can't use it. When you open it, now it's a receptacle. Are you, is it a problem of bona 
of making the receptacle. So the Shulchan Aruch writes in Shin Yud Dalit. No, not necessarily. This is actually, a, 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 I'll get to it. Rav Moshe's Heter, what I'm about to say, the Heter of Rav Moshe Feinstein and Rishlam is Alman I've been, I've been told that, that it's dafka for food. That's actually not, I, 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 the reason why, there's a big rub in the community, I'm not going to say who, he told me that it's only for food. I was very confused by this because when I'm about to tell you the Heter, it shouldn't make a distinction between food and not food. And all Shabbos, I was, I was driving myself crazy. I went to my Rosh Hashiva and I asked my Rosh Hashiva, I said, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the heter, and then I'll, ask, I'll 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 show you how, to my knowledge, it should make a difference. So the Shulchan Aruch writes like this: Ein binyan in the beginning of Shin Yudalit, Ein binyan steer bekelim. First of all, bona creating uh, with vessels which are movables. They're not like the house, you know. It's only rabbinic. So right off the bat, you're only dealing with a rabbinic prohibition. It's not like it's not like a building a doorway, which is obviously biblical. It's vessels, which is only rabbinic. And then the Shulchan Aruch says. If you have a, a receptacle, like a, like a bottle, that broke and was put back together. So you have a bottle, a vase that broke, and then they sealed it back together, so now it looks good. Yochel shavra, you can crack off the top. Likech masha to take what's inside. As long as you don't make like a nice opening, you could crack open a bottle to get what's in it. I Meaning you could open up like a sardine can. Okay, so now, now here's the deal. The Chazanish, I'll tell you the Osir, and then I'll tell you Mutter. The Chazanish's opinion was, you are not allowed to open up cans on Shabbos. Why? Because he says, first of all, this heter is only by a vessel that was broken and refit together, a weaker vessel. These vessels that we have, they're legitimate kalim, they're legitimate vessels. He feels that it's a problem. He also says the only reason why it's Mutter in that case is because you're doing it in the destructive way. But in our case, where you're opening it, and now it's perfectly usable, the Chazanish held it's a problem. According to the Chazanish, if you wanted to open up tuna cans, uh, bottles, all these things, you'd have to rip it in such a way that it's not usable anymore. Okay. The major heter is that of Rav Moshe Feinstein and Rav Shalim They disagree. They felt very strongly that it is mutter. Why? I, the Shulchan Aruch, is only lenient for a broken vessel. Their opinion is all of our disposable items items that are not meant, the way Ramosha described it, where you have a vessel where the ichor, the main, is the contents inside, and the outside is just a vehicle to deliver it. No one buys a tuna can with the intention of, that's a can. You want the tuna and the vehicle, the outside is the vehicle. Ramosha says opening it up is not making a vessel. He describes it like opening up a walnut. Your intention is not to make two little receptacles. Your intention is to get the nut inside. Outside is so insignificant compared to the contents that it's not considered an act of formation. It's irrelevant compared to the contents. Your ikshur intention is to get to the inside. The outside is just a vehicle for the inside because nobody, it's, it's thrown out. It's not meant to be reused. It's not normally reused. And even if you happen to reuse it, it's a, still the ikr is the contents. Or Moshe felt that it's not a problem of opening. That's Ramosha's hetter. Now, before I continue, you could see why, according to that opinion of Ramosha Feinstein, it shouldn't make a difference between whether it's food or whether you're opening up to get plastic cups. I, it shouldn't make much of a difference. And this Rav in the community told me, no, it's only mutter for food. And it was very confusing. So I said to him, I said, Ramosha Feinstein would say that it's only mutter for food. So he's, he said very like... I was a child, he said, it's only mutter for food. So I said, okay, fine. So, that next, so the next day, I went to my Rosh Hashiva, I went to Rav Kaman, I said, would Rav Moshe Feinstein make a distinction between food and non-food? He said, no. The truth is, they came out later on with a Shmir Shabbos Kolchos and a volume three, a tiny little volume, where Rav Shlomo Zalman, it was 
uh, additions that he made to Shemir Shabbos Gilchasen. And he said, clearly, there is no distinction. You could open up the, like a FedEx box if, again, if the, the Iker is the contents inside, which is what it is, that's, it's used to deliver it, and there should be no problem. Listen, if you want to be machin like the Chazanish, you rip the box in such a way that it's not usable. But Rosh Hashanah said, my opinion makes no distinction between food and not food. The end of that story was, that I told you guys the story, that was the end of the story where I, after I was done, I turned to Marsha Shiva as I was walking away and I said, I could rely on Ramosha, right? Like, I, I felt like I said, with opening up cans. So Marisha Shiva did not like that question because he felt that, you're asking a shyly guess, you could, Saimachan Ramosha Feinstein, he said, are you asking if Moshe Feinstein, he said, Avi, are you asking if Moshe Feinstein knew how to learn and if he wrote his opinion, he thought about it before? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So it was like a very dripping bizarre. So I said, okay, fine. So that's, that's the, 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 again, we'll, we'll go through all the opinions and then I'm happy to take questions at the end. So that's, that's sort of Moshe against and against the Chazanish. Again, I'm just giving the, the background. Now that's for opening up cans, for opening up sardine cans, tuna cans, all that stuff. Now, opening up bottles, plastic bottles, the Shaila is not making the bottle. The bottle was already formed before. The problem is you're making the, the, the cap is now usable on multiple. It's a vessel in and of itself that it could, the question is more on creating of the cap. So most opinions hold that for plastic bottle caps, because it was a cap before and it was just placed on, that's how they make it, that they push it on. Um, it was usable before, it's usable after, that's not forming a cleat. The the most true, but but the point is that even if you want it to be machmer, more are makel with that because it was a vessel before; it's a vessel now. What many are machmer about is what's called metal um, metal uh, metal bottle caps. I believe those are more used on like the grape juices, where it's if you ever see it, it's yeah. So what what they do is over there, you see with plastic bottle caps, what the way they made is they have a bottle, they have a plastic bottle cap fully formed. And the machine just stoops it on. Okay. And then when you take it, the bottom cracks off. But but it's it's it was a bottle cap before. It's a bottle before, and they just put it on. The metal caps on like I think uh, uh, the Coke Perrier bottles. On oh, which ones? The the. No no, I'm talking about the foil. The foil caps. Oh, you have to. Those too, they just, they wrap yeah, but that that w- but that the difference is. That, that, yeah, so I'll tell you, his bottle caps, you're talking about like the, oh, exactly, so it was, it's formed on, so by you cracking it off, you're actually making a bottle cap for the first time. So there are the many, I will say this, Rav Avad Yosef was Mekel, Rav Avad Yosef was Mekel, and his argument is brought down, he uh, had his achuva to Rav Shlomo Zalman, Rav Shlomo Zalman was Machmer, and he said to Rav Shlomo Zalman, the reason why I think it's Mutter is, he says, it's a fully formed vessel while it's on the bottle, it's, it's, it, yeah, I can't, it, you're saying that by you opening it, you're making a vessel. It's a vessel now. It has its function. It's doing its function now. It's just, I can't necessarily transport it to other, uh, other bottles, but it's, it's fully functioning as a cover for a bottle currently. Now, I, I will say this, though. The Shulchan Aruch writes, again, the major header from Ramosha and Rosh Zalman and Ravad Yosef is that you're allowed to open up uh, sardine cans, tuna cans, is because it says you're allowed to crack open the seal, and they look at that our our cans because they're insignificant because they're generally d- disposed of as this broken vessel. But the Shulchan Aruch writes, you're allowed to open it, like crack open the top. As long as you don't mean to make a nice opening, because if you make a nice spout, that that itself is an act of formation. Meaning, you want to crack off the top, fine. 
but you can't make a nice spout. That's the Shulchan Aruch says. So Shlomo Zalman, so many Paiskim, Ramosha is quoted as holding this. Ramosha said, I'm comfortable as opening up sardine cans and tuna cans, but soda cans he felt is a problem because the soda can makes a nice, perfect little spout. That's literally the, like, and it's a perfect little spout in the can. And he says, I understand that it's mutter because it's fulfilling this version of the Shulchan Aruch, but the Shulchan Aruch says not to make a spout, and you're making a spout. So there are many paiskim, which even, my point is, even if you hold that opening up bottles and tuna cans and, and, and it's fine, soda cans, where it, it makes that, again, everyone knows I'm talking about soda cans, that could be an issue. I will say this, what's the header to open up soda cans? So there's a safer, I have it in the back, it's called the uh, Weekly Halachic Discussions. It's, it's by Rabbi Neustadt. In the back of volume two, I think, or volume one, I don't remember. In the back of volume one or volume two, he spoke to a Talmud of Shlomo Zalman, and he sent him, an, I think, a never-before-published letter from Rav Shlomo Zalman, that Rav Shlomo Zalman held you could open soda cans, even though it makes a spout. I, the Shulchan Aruch, which is the f- source of the heter, says you shouldn't make a spout. So Rav Shlomo Zalman said like this, why is it you not make a spout? Because if you make a spout, that shows that you're trying to form a vessel. Meaning you have this vessel which is broken and re-glued together, it's a weak vessel, Cut off the top, fine. Make a spout, that's like a form of, that's like an act of formation that shows that you, you want to give it significance, that shows you want to make a kli. But says Roshleim Azalman, when people open soda cans, they're not doing it because they want to show chashivas. That's the easy way to do it because the company perforated in such a way that it's the easiest way to do it. Roshleim Azalman says, if it wasn't there, people would just make a hole in it. The, the fact that you're making a spout is not, normally, yes, it, 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 making a spout is like a sign of chashivas. It shows that you're you're forming, that you're giving it significance as a vessel. But says Rosh Hashanah, our bottles, the, the reason why they make a spout is because it's made by the company and you can't do it otherwise. If you want to do it otherwise, it would be harder to make an opening not using it, using the perforation from the company. So Rosh Hashanah felt that you could be makel. Again, just giving the information, like I said, at the end, happy to take questions. But that's the basic shitas. Which leads us to the question, I spoke about this on Friday night a few weeks ago. Yeah, sorry? Oh, so I, I spoke about this a few weeks ago, Friday night. And this is an interesting Shaila, because I was also asked about this recently. And that is, let's say, again, all this background is very nice. You have your shita. You don't open bottles. You don't open cans. You don't open this. You don't open that. You have someone at the table who is lenient. Are you allowed to ask them? They hold its mutter anyway. Can you open it for me? Now, this is Negea Vishayla. It's Negea carrying, right? You have someone who, uh, who doesn't carry in the Erev, but there's someone who does. Can you carry something for me? In other words, can I, if I hold something's Aser, they hold something's Mutter, can I ask them to do it for me and benefit from their actions? So, there's basically three approaches. The Ksav Seifer felt yes. The Ksav Seifer felt it's fine. Why? You're not asking them to do something Aser from their perspective. I don't open soda bottles. You do. So why can't I ask you to do it? I, you hold its mutter. I'm just asking you to do what you think is mutter. Why can't I do that? Because I've safer felt that it's mutter. On the opposite extreme is you have Rebelski. Rebelski was fiercely against this. He writes a very, very scathing letter in a tshuva where he goes through all these soda bottles, these cans. He goes through all his different opinions and the distinction between metal cans and plastic cans, all these things. And then he writes at the end, 
this concept of asking a Jew to do something that you hold, that they hold is, is mutter, but you hold is aser, he says is mamish aser to do, because he says, and he gives five reasons. But the, mo- the most famous, first of all, he called it like a Shabbos Jew, you know, like a Shabbos guy. He called it a Shabbos Jew. But his main reason was, it's lifne iver lositin meshel. From my perspective, I hold the anala to open bottles, so you hold its mutter. I'm giving you something that I hold is aser. How could you How could you give a Jew to do something that you hold is aser? So you have a ksav seifer is mutter, Rebelski fiercely usher. And then you have Rav Shlomo Zalman. Rav Shlomo Zalman is this middle shita, and this is printed in the Sefer. There's a Sefer, uh, there's a sefer um, on, 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 on cooking on Shabbos. It's, uh, I think it's called... Um, uh, I forget the name. I, I, if anyone asks, I have it written in my computer. I forgot, I forgot to check it out. Um, Rav Shlomo Zalman, they have in the back of the Sefer, in Orachim, in, in they have it. It's upstairs in the library. There's three or four volumes of Hebrew Sfarim. And in the back, they have chuvas from uh, manuscripts from Rishlaim Zalman. Rishlaim Zalman held like this. It depends. It depends. Again, I have I hold bottle caps. You're not allowed to open soda bottles. You hold its mutter. Can I ask you to open it for me? I don't carry. You carry. Can I ask you to carry something for me? Rishlaim Zalman says it depends. It depends what I hold. I could hold that something is technically mutter, but I'm being machmer. If I hold that it's technically mutter. Meaning that you have what to rely on. I just want to be machmer. I hold that bottle caps really, I understand that it's mutter. I'm not going to say it's mamish, it's chil shabbos. It's not chil shabbos. It's a machlaikas. They have legitimate paiskim to rely on. I'd like to be machmer. Then you could ask them. Because even from your perspective, you're not asking them to do something that's vehemently aser. However, if you hold something as aser, mamish aser, and they happen to hold it's mutter, but you hold that what they're holding is wrong, then you can't ask them to do such a thing. That's what Shlomo Zalman Shita. So as Negea, someone asked me, so I got a call a couple days ago from someone, uh, there's a difference between Sfaradim and Ashkenazim. He was an Ashkenazi Yid. He's going to Brooklyn for Shabbos. And the whole Erev in Brooklyn is a big to-do. I'm not getting involved with that right now. But he wanted to know, he's there for Shabbos, can he have someone who's Jewish? The Shai was even a guy, but could he have someone who's Jewish? He was a Hasidish Yid, he was by Hasidim for Shabbos. Hasidim, many Hasidim in Brooklyn use the Erev in Flatbush. And in Williamsburg, they use the Erev. So can they push the baby stroller? So I said, no, because I know this person. I said, what do you hold about the Erev in Brooklyn? Again, do you hold that it's usher, that it's not a good Erev? He said, yes. So you hold it's not a good Erev. So then you can't ask another Jew. If you held, like some people in Queens don't, don't carry. I think Chabad, Chabad probably doesn't carry and a lot of Sephardim also. Why? It's not a Shaila of the Queens Erev. It has to do, I'll, I'll tell you a quick Misa. I was giving Daf, this is two cycles ago. This is, we're, we're, we're three years in, about three years, this is ten years ago. I was giving a Daf in Rabbi Olbaum Shul. What is it? They have eight to nine, right? Eight to nine, eight o'clock Daf, nine o'clock Meirev. So it was in Erevin. It was a short daf. I, because I remember I, I had given daf the day before in Bergman Shul. I used to daf in Bergman Shul. And nine o'clock Meirev, and then after Meirev, there's daf. So I asked him, how long do you want to go to the daf for? Do you want to do it before Shem? So he said, whenever you're done the daf, I'm going to sleep. So 10 minutes, 20, whatever. Do the daf and we're done. Like you don't have to, you know, fine. So the next day I go to Rabbi Obam Shul. It was eight o'clock daf. I finished it about 8.35. 
So I said, okay, pick it up tomorrow. It was a 35 minute daf. I'll never forget, my, one of my grandfather's friends was sitting in front of me, and I'll never forget, he said, Sonny, you have 25 minutes. That's what he said. You have 25 minutes, Sonny. Okay? So I said, okay, I guess, I guess we do have 25 minutes. So what I did was we talked about it was Erevin, so we talked about the concept. What's the shot that many people don't use Erevin, Legamri? What's the Indian? So the Indian is very simple. It's not very simple, but the concept is these whole strings that we use, it's, it's too complex for now, but it works on what's called a Carmelist. There's, three diff- there's four different areas, but there's three main areas. There's a private domain. This is a room. It's a private domain you can carry. You have a public domain. A public domain, strings don't help. You need walls. You need doors. And then you have a middle domain, what's called a caramelist. A caramelist, the strings help. Any area that has these string eruvin is because they rely that the area is a caramelist. Okay. If it's a rushus harabim, if it's a public domain, then the eruv is not helping. So what's the definition of a public domain? So it's a machlekes in the Gemara, it's a machlekes in the Rishonim, and it's a machlekes in the Shulchan Aruch. If you hold that a public domain is any area that is 16... It's 16 uh, 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 16 amas wide, which is about 30 feet, public, that goes through the community, so it's any main street. If that's the definition, then this area is a public domain, in which case the area is not going to help. Why is it that we have an Arab? Is because there's an opinion that holds you need for it to be a public domain. It needs to have 600,000 people passing through it, or 600,000 Jews. It's a Shaila in the Mefarshim. If that's the case, then this is a, not a public domain, so then the strings help. The, those that are Machmer and Erevin is because they hold that these areas, they hold the definition of a public domain is any area, you don't need 600,000. So then they hold that this is a public domain. Means she's a public domain. If means she's a public domain, then the string's not going to help. Okay, it's a Shaila in the Rishon or whatever. Most people that don't carry, it's not that they hold that those that are carrying are Mechal Shabbos. They understand it's two opinions in the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, they want to be Machmer. Shine, you want to be Machmer. I remember when I was, I, I remember, I, I never forget this, I was in Yeshiva, I was in Kew Gardens, and I was carrying home from, from the Shiva to the dorm. And I didn't know these sugyas, I didn't know the 600,000, I, I was just a Yeshiva guy, I don't know, I didn't know the, the concept of, of Erev. And I remember one of my Rebbeim looked at me and he said, what self-respecting Bachar uses an Erev? I was like, what? Okay, I didn't know that. So I didn't know what he was talking about. So what, what so, so, so uh, those that, so that's, so going back to the case of Brooklyn, he, it's not that he's oh, a Machmer Erev, he holds that the Brooklyn Erev is no good. If you hold it's no good, says Rishlaim Zalman, you can't be machshul another Jew to do it. So really, if you want to ask someone to do something for you, you got to know what you hold. <laughs> you got to know, is it something that is legitimate to be mekel and you just happen to be machmer? Fine, if that's the case, then yeah, you could ask them. If you legitimately hold that what they're doing is wrong, then you, you, can't, uh, you can't be machshul another Jew. So that's... So the bottle caps, you'd have to figure out. If you're machmer, you have to figure out what you, how machmer are you. Yeah. Um, except for it's just to clarify, going back because you're asking a good point. You're saying, "How? Who are you?" I will say this. Let's say you have a case where Ashkenazim disagree with the Sfaradim, or vice versa, and the the Shulchan Aruch like says, like Ravadia might say, the Ashkenaz. I'll give you an example. That's not your opinion. R- true. Right. No, it's like, so like Ravadia. I'll, I'll give you an example. Ravadia has a certain area where he feels the Mamish Ashkenazim again. He wrong. So if you'd ask him, in that case. See, he's telling you what 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 he, he's saying that what they're doing is is not right. relying. You, you understand? So, but I, I I hear what you're saying. But that that's the overall concept. Then you have to try to apply it to the best you can. According to Rav Moshe, that's the shabbat. 
Yep. Yep. Well, True. No, no. And cereal boxes and all Yeah, that. yeah. Um, okay, one more Shiloh, because it is getting late. So I'll, just, I'll just do... Very, very By the way, yeah, but before we do one more Shiloh, I, I, it's a good point to remember. The, the best thing is obviously to open everything before, because then you avoid all the Shilohs. Uh, one more, one more Shiloh I just want to mention. I think I mentioned this in the past, um, and that is... One more Shiloh, and then we'll stop. And that is, you get a package from Amazon... Uh, you get one. You ordered one, and they sent you two. Or you you go to the vending machine and you, you put in a dollar, and and multiple things come out. Can you keep it? So very very simple. The, the, it depends on whether the item that was sent to you. This is what's called toes, meaning you're not allowed to steal from Jews. You're not allowed to steal from Goyim. Obviously, you're not allowed to take from someone that's stealing. That's that's usher in every scenario. The question is over here. It's not stealing. They sent it. They made the mistake. It's an error, you know, bank error in your favor. So the question is, is that something that you have to, is that a problem? Can you, can you, do you have to tell them, hey, you made a mistake? Or can you just say, listen, it's a toast. They're a mistake. Why can't I, I capitalize on it? And the Shulchan Aruch basically describes it like this. If it's a Jew, you have to fix it. You have to correct it. So if the company that sent you the extra shoes, if the vending machine that sends you the extra candy, if it's owned by Jews, you have to return it. It's called toast. You Yisrael, Tos, Yisrael, you're not allowed to keep. However, if the company that sent it to you is a non-Jew, or if the machine is owned by non-Jews, that's called Tos Akum. Tos Akum means they made a mistake. Not that you tricked them, not that you played games, not you played shit. They, on their own, made an error. Technically, you're allowed to keep it. However, the Shulchan Aruch says, if by returning it, it makes a Kiddush Hashem, if by returning it, they realize that Jews are ethical and they're honest, then, of course, you have to do the That being said, in the case of Amazon, where they sent you a, uh, an extra one, and mm-hmm. Amazon is owned by non-Jews, and it's run by non-Jews, so you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to return it, who, who, make a Kiddush Hashem, to who? To, to, the, 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 to customer support, the email, they don't care, they don't know. It, there's no one even to talk to. Even the person to talk to, they're not, you're going to say, I, you know, I have a yarmulke on, it's a Jew, I can't keep, it's an Afghamina. So then in that case, you can keep it. But if you're able to be Mekadashim Shemaim, able to make a Kedush Hashem, then you definitely should do that. But technically, Api Halacha, Tos Akum is Mutter, Tos Yisrael is Aser. All right, we'll stop here and we'll pick it up next time.